One of the songs that has most recently been added to sort of the, the, the Christmas volumes, the, the songs that you got to hear every year, is the song, Mary, Did You Know? Has everybody heard that song before? The song sort of wonders what, what Mary knew about this child growing within her womb, and it's a wonderful testimony as to who Jesus really was. It was not even written by a, a Catholic person. It was written by a guy by the name of Mark Lowry. It's a fascinating question to wonder what Mary knew about this miracle growing within her womb. But we have some insight into what she might have known. If you remember the story, there's, uh, in, in the Gospel of Luke, the, the story is sort of interwoven between Mary and her relative Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary, the text says, immediately gets up and goes to see Elizabeth as soon as she finds out about this child in her womb. And she doesn't know quite where to go or what to do. So she goes to spend some time with Elizabeth. And as soon as Elizabeth sees her, she's filled with the Holy Spirit. An amazing phrase when the Holy Spirit hasn't come fully, Pentecost hasn't happened yet. She's filled with the Holy Spirit, and John the Baptist starts doing flips and, and cartwheels inside of her stomach, recognizing this baby that is within Mary. And in this moment, we get this beautiful song of praise that Mary sings called the Magnificat. It's in Luke chapter 1, if you want to turn there. Luke chapter 1. Must have been amazing for Mary, not knowing she, she believes what this angel says, at least in part. Sure, she doesn't quite know what to tell her parents or Joseph yet. But to have Elizabeth recognize it within her is especially valuable for her. Because the angel says this is all going to happen, but the angel never promises anything about her family or how things are going to go. And so Mary sings this song in Luke chapter 1. I'm starting in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on my humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Here ends the reading of God's word. That Mary sings a song is amazing, right? How many of you wrote songs when your children were born? It's not a real common thing, but, but that she writes this song. There's really nothing much about a baby in this song. Do you notice that? It's a strange song to sing to your child. It's a weird song, too, full of lots of Old Testament imagery. Very, very weird to talk about your son this way, but Mary is recognizing something much bigger going on. The, the song is really kind of two parts. There's sort of the first half and then the second half. And I think the key word for the first half is this word magnify. 
We call this song the Magnificat because it's part of the Latin translation of this. The word magnify. How many of you when you were a kid played with a magnifying glass? Or played with a magnifying glass before? Magnifying glasses don't make anything bigger. It's funny to watch small children play with them because they kind of like, and then they move it to see if it's still the same size or not. It doesn't actually make the thing bigger. It just makes it appear bigger. We can magnify sound. We can magnify problems or ideas. Mary says, I magnify the Lord. And when she says her soul and her spirit, that is, whenever those two words are used together, it references all of her. Everything about her intellect, everything about her emotions want to make the Lord bigger, more important, more prominent. Especially since she makes a big deal about her low condition. She's going to be blessed not because she's especially special, but because the Lord has done wonderful things things in her. And so because the Lord has done something in her, it is her goal to magnify him any way she can. Make him look bigger, make him look more important in everything, in every area of her life. I think we as people are always magnifying something. I think we're always making something bigger, but I'm not always sure it's the right thing. Sometimes it's ourselves, sometimes it's our belongings, sometimes it's another person and it gets out of control. But Mary says, I'm going to magnify. My soul magnifies the Lord. And that's really what this first half of the, the song is all about. The great thing that Christ has done, or that God has done in her, and that she's going to magnify and praise Him for it. But the second half of the song, is much more interesting, much more exciting, if you will. Think about all this language. He has shown the strength with his arm. He scattered the proud. He has brought down the mighty and exalted those in humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away. Very economically focused. A lot about money and about possessions here, about the things of this world sort of turning over. Nothing about the baby, but everything about the world changing. The word we might use here is revolutionary. Now, when we use the word revolutionary today, we tend to not use it real well. I've seen revolutionary products and revolutionary razors, and I've seen revolutionary computers. And we talk about revolutionaries being people with, with guns that fight off greater powers in the jungle or something like that. No, but the word revolutionary really means to revolve, to turn, to either change direction or you could imagine it to turn over. That's certainly the language that Mary is using, that the world is turning over because of this miracle going on inside of her. The, the, the phrase, the strength of his arm, is a powerful phrase in the Old Testament. It looks forward to the Messiah. It's used whenever God stoops down and actually does something with his own arm and with his own strength. This epic revolution is happening. Notice she uses past tense verbs here. She doesn't just say, it's going to happen. Or it's happening. Mary's belief is that this has already happened. It has already turned over. This miracle going on in her womb is much bigger. It's changing the world. 
It's not just something going on for her, but it's going on for the whole world. And it's especially going on for Israel, who has prayed, who has been promised certain things. This is revolutionary. A great reversal. This is good for the power, or good for the poor, the powerless, and the oppressed. But it may not be such good news for those with big egos, for those with pride, for those who have collected a lot of stuff in their lives. The Lord is now helping. This is very personal. God not just sitting back waiting for something to happen, but actually entering into problems. Yes, Mary looks down at her growing stomach. Maybe she hasn't felt much other than a little bit of morning sickness. But she looks down and she realizes that something special is going on. Maybe she's not sure about it. But when Elizabeth, who has something special going on in her womb, recognizes it in Mary. All of a sudden, as they're recognizing the specialness of the moment, she begins to sing. She begins to praise she begins to magnify the Lord for this revolutionary moment. This same miracle that was going on in Mary's womb is going on in you today. Not, you're not pregnant, so it's not exactly the same thing. But Christ is at work in your life. He's at work in your heart. He's at work in your workplace. He's at work in your family He's at work in my family. He's at work in this church. That same miracle that went on in Mary's womb is working at the corner of Mercer and First Street, right here in our midst. And it's every bit as revolutionary, it's every bit as life-changing as it was back then. This revolution might be good for you. Maybe you are poor, broken, hungry for something you're missing in your life. This revolution might be challenging for you if you are proud and elite, magnifying yourself or something else instead of Christ. But that is what we are called to do, to magnify Christ, to recognize the miracle going on within us and within those around us. It is time to believe that this new revolutionary reality is already here. It has already happened, even though we're going to go out this week and we're still going to feel pain and heartache. We're going to believe, like Mary, that it is already won and it is already completed. Something is going on inside of Mary, and it is going on inside of you and inside of me as well. May we magnify the Lord, and may we see, our, see the revolution come to be in our lives that we are celebrating here at Christmas. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for your work. That you would come, that you would enter our humanity. That you would heal the relationship with the Father that was so broken. That you would go to the cross. That you would send your Spirit and be with us and working in our midst here today. May we recognize the miracle not as something that happened 2,000 years ago, but something that is happening right now. May this be a special Christmas for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.